Hello, everyone. Before we get started on our next episode, we're doing another Blu-ray giveaway for the new film, The Mauritanian. It tells the true story of a man who was held for 14 years in Guantanamo Bay without charge. The Mauritanian starring comrade Shailene Woodley, as well as Jolie Foster, Tahir Rahim, and Benedict Cumberbatch. We're going to be doing our review of this movie uh, later on, but... If you want to win the Blu-ray to watch it along with us, just head to twitter.com slash struggle sesh. There'll be a tweet that'll tell you to retweet it to enter in the contest. You retweet that. That's all you got to do. Uh, if you don't have Twitter, you can, of course, send me an email. Just sit, uh, dstrugglesession at gmail.com and we'll enter you in that way. We'll run the contest for about a week and then we'll uh, notify the winners on this Friday. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Yes, I, I, That's right. I almost can't believe the lineup we have today. Um, first up, we have the host of the hit Twitch series, Hot and Rich, Kate Raft. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my God. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. I've been wanting this to happen for so long. I know. I'm in big and trouble. It's, been, you know, it's been on my vision obviously board. Obviously, you and I are married, and so I'm sorry, you know, that uh, <laughs> we I, we haven't been able to get it done until now. But uh, I I'm very glad to have you here. Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And, and speaking of marriage, I, we have my wonderful partner YB joining us on Struggle Session once again for this episode that would not have happened without uh, them indeed. because yeah. this started as a COVID binge pick by YB wow. that I did not expect to have any interest in and it basically uh. took over my life for a couple of weeks. <laughs> simultaneously insulting and praising me. I don't know why I chose. There was a great lull in in the past year where it seemed like there was no light and uh, I'm yeah. not ashamed to say that I did uh, introduce you to the uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Wow. Yeah. You're at the lowest point at the lowest point ever. You uh, you were willing to take in the housewives. Uh, is it like, you know, like you, you rescue dog. They rescued me, actually. The housewives wow. really got me through some things. I learned so much about life, about love, about Ugh, Mandy, yes. about caftans, about oh my parties God. and events. And you events. Know, speaking of learning, we had to get a scholar on here. And we have I'm I'm so excited to have him on the author of Reality Squared, um, which delves into the phenomenon of reality TV from this really, you know, deep and serious uh, leftist perspective. Tom Syverson, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am psyched to talk housewives tonight. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you so much. And maybe this is a strange starting point, but the Palestinian conflict ties in directly with the housewives because real housewives of Beverly Hills was the first show that I've seen in America certainly that had Palestinians in it. 
Now it happened to be a Palestinian yes. bil- billionaire who floated sure. around in the back room, very Jeffrey Epstein like for several. Oh, shout out Mohammed Hadid. <laughs> But he he was strong supporter of Palestinian rights. You saw that on TV, and like it, it's kind of just a strange thing that that's the place where you see it. I want to be honest here. I want to be totally frank and upfront that for this episode, I watched the one single episode of the newest episode of the show. So I was very. But impressed. you know the Hadids. I do know who the Hadids are, but I'm surprised to hear now that they come from. I know that they have their own show, right? Oh no, 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 they so should. their yes. mom, their mom, they they definitely should, but they I won't. They, had, they like, won't do up it. Hadid or something. Their, like that. their mom Yolanda, mm-hmm. who now goes Queen. by Yola- Queen. Yolanda Hadid, but <laughs> Queen Yolanda, who we love, we shout out Lyme disease. Um, shout out Yolanda, we love you. Wow. Um, I don't but, care if she's lying about it. I still love. Her. I don't care if she's lying about it either. I no I, no 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 no. She is not. She is not. Well, I don't care. We may have she to get a whole into book it. about. About believing her, called believe me. So. I, we, we all believe Yolanda in this house, regardless of it whether it's true or not. We believe Yolanda in this house, and um, Yolanda was on Beverly Hills, uh-huh. and so like before Gigi and Bella were models, they were like teenagers in the background of Real Housewives of Beverly oh. Hills, and it's like kind of how they got their like wow. big break. So they were like the Olsen twins uh, of the Real Housewives. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah okay. Totally. I have to understand things in sort of pre-reality TV terminology because to be honest with you, one of my big issues with reality shows is the cutting and style of it like gets on my nerves <laughs> like even watching the show like it's a lot of people oh. a lot of crosstalk a lot of shrieking and stuff oh, like it's that it's awful jack <laughs> is an assault on the senses but you got to admit they do overlay it with that wonderful bleep, 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 yes bleep, bleep. <laughs> the library music is part of it for me it's hard for me to get into these shows but i i, I get I, I do get the appeal i really do it's an acquired taste but it speaks its own language and eventually it you does. get kind of um you get used to it and i have trouble watching fiction shows now. wow I can, I oh, can wow. Same. Oh. Same. Uh, yeah Tom, <laughs> i've too. heard this before yeah. yes i have a hard yep. time I don't, I don't have the attention span for it anymore wow. I, I need i need the quick cuts i need their confessional interviews <laughs> i need the bright lighting i need the like the occasional um, cell phone footage. Listen, the confessional, I think, is a great. The confessional, I think, is a great new addition in the kind of language of television. I think there's a reason why it works so well, even in like um, comedy shows and stuff like that. Like the confessional is. Well, you're a great, big. You're a big Modern Family fan. I'm not a big Modern fan, but I'm saying like these shows like work. It's, yes, it, they work. It, it no, works they work at, like comedically to cut away and hear what someone is thinking in their brain. You yeah, know like I, the comeback. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah, there was one cut in just this recent episode where uh, the new woman, Crystal, was talking about how she dresses and how she, well, I dress more modestly because I saw some of my older friends, right. you know, dressing wild. Yes. And it was a very embarrassing. And they intercut, <laughs> the producers intercut yes. it with scenes of Crystal meeting Lisa Renna, who is a bit older <laughs> and does dress more risque, even though she clearly was not trying to drag her. No, the yeah. producers created this beautiful narrative. That's art. It is that's art. art. 
Everyone was dressed outrageously. Erica walked in <laughs> in this lovely pink chiffon kind of belted number. But Lisa did look amazing. She did look amazing. No, but Lisa's the hot shade, as fuck. But the shade of it all. <laughs> that technique that you're pointing to, that editing technique, it actually has a, a name. It's called the Bravo Wink. And it's one of the <gasps> things that, oh my god, yeah. that's amazing. That's yeah. a great term. Yeah, oh my god, I the, just got so excited. One of the formal <laughs> techniques uh, that they're famous for and um, kind of their their intelligent sense of irony and timing and things like that is what makes Real Housewives like I think the top of the line mm-hmm. uh, show in, in the universe of reality TV. Just that sort of thing. Yeah, so Tom and Kate, what was their original sort of concept for the Housewives show? Shows. Sure. Uh, I, I can I can take a stab at that uh, if you want. Yeah, um, go, go for it. Go for yeah. it. Okay, great. So You're the scholar here. I'm so, just a diehard <laughs> loser fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the same exact. But, um, but so it started in 2007. It actually started with Real Housewives of Orange County, um, which is often confused with Be- Beverly Hills, but they're two, two separate shows. Um, Beverly Hills didn't come until like um, uh, five years, five, five years later about. Oh, wow. Um, but it started as like a really kind of rinky dink um, show that was kind of uh, supposed to capitalize on both the, the reality TV boom as well as Desperate Housewives and, right. the, and the fiction show, The O.C., so right. it was kind of a <laughs> so it was kind of okay. it's kind of like those parody movies that are like the forty year old virgin who you know like at least mash up titles I remember to trick this people. Now. <laughs> oh shit! I have forgotten about that. Yeah, that's Jack, that's so exactly funny. how it was marketed. Like, oh, this is the real life version of the OC. Oh shit! I <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, and I just I just read this in in Brian Moylan's book that that's coming out um, shortly called The Housewives, which I'm really really enjoying. Um, that also Brian Kirby... Moylan is a great Housewives writer. Oh yeah, I mean talk about a talk about a scholar. He's he's, he's a scholar. It all. And he co-wrote Erica Jane's book. That's right. <laughs> or that's he right. not co he wrote it. I mean, yeah. he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, um, come on. <laughs> oh, but he mentions uh, act- Curb Your Enthusiasm was actually also like an early influence on the show, believe it uh-huh. or not, because that's that was considered a, uh, a cinema verite uh-huh. type show where people are playing themselves, and there's little kind of like storylines that are like strikingly similar to the people's real lives so this like total blurring of uh fiction and reality uh was was right there from the beginning and it even had this slightly experimental edge i mean it was a cash-in just like any any other you know tv show but uh it 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 does have this kind of fascinating dna and um what since it, it it did relatively well um and what they did was they started kind of um, repurposing other shows that were currently in production um, and uh-huh. adding oh. them to the Real Housewives franchise. So oh. at the time, uh, someone was developing a show called Manhattan Moms. Uh, and, yes. Yeah. Oh and that God. became Real Housewives of <laughs> New York. I love that. I love that. I love, cool. Manhattan. Oh. I love that origin story so much. The Manhattan Moms, it almost was. Yeah. Well, it would have been, you know, the obvious uh, meaning, of course, is grandmoms because they are rather long in the tooth. This is one of the few places you can see older women actually yes. on TV. I actually love that. That's, yeah. that's why I love it because it's like you really never get. I mean, you you don't get these characters in like scripted 
or in fiction in general, like as raw and real as you get them in Housewives. Oh, like yeah. the, the archetypes are so yeah. solid. Like this this type of person is so well represented in every possible iteration. Like it's just <laughs> it's fantastic character work. Oh yeah. The the diversity of character types, the complexity of them, the even just the spontaneity of how they're going to act. I just I don't see it in other forms of like fiction and entertainment uh these days. Like I really in order to get that real uh high stakes drama, I I need to be watching reality TV and in particular Bravo, I, I think does it better than, <laughs> than any other any other network. Speaking of the high stakes drama and the things that get you hooked into the show let's talk about the early seasons of housewives still i think considered by most fans to be classic camille. Cla- Cam- the camille, camille taylor yes and the, oh, the, dark. the fact the dark. the darkness mm-hmm. and that was so shocking because all right so for people who don't know Me. um uh yes jack so <laughs> in the first couple of seasons of real housewife they de- depicted first the very public divorce of Kelsey Grammer from his wife, Camille. I mean, Grammer. just incredible. That is just, you incredible. know, and the best part about it is that Kelsey like wanted her to go on the show yes. so that he could divorce her. Wow. And, like she would be busy with something while wow. he was like cheating on her with yeah, that. Like, genius. Yeah. He moved his girlfriend into the apartment and the door lady <laughs> thought that that was Mrs. Grammer oh, and Camille <laughs> found this out on the motherfucking show. Damn. It's fucking like a so Russian thing, drama. It's just very deep and dark. One thing I was going to say I like about this show that uh, it ties into this, and I don't want to detract too much from going through the history of it, but I like that all these like rich men, like in the newest one, there's the director of The Lion King. He's <laughs> <laughs> the lady's husband. I'm like, all these rich men who would never appear in anything like this but have to because their <laughs> wife like really <laughs> wants to do it. It's like the funniest thing in the world. I love a reluctant I love a reluctant husband um, <laughs> character. Like seeing in the new one, the Lion King director kind of be like, yeah, I kind of met her when she was 20. See you later, everybody. <laughs> 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 no matter how much and how much money you make from disney and uh lion king uh, why would you have these like statues all over your house oh it's so good you can't you're an adult this is like the back way in to seeing how all these weird super rich people live (laughs) is through like like flattering the wife and being like can we please bring in some cameras and they're like you know you have to let me i want to be on fucking tv that's why it's so good and that's why i think like as like a leftist, I enjoy these shows because I think all rich people should be humiliated. Yeah. And um, I yeah. think that like I'd love to see I'd love to see a, a, a reality show of every like billionaire because right. you know oh. they would be so embarrassing. It should be mandatory. It should be mandatory to have like a hundred million editors do it. Yeah. Yes, it's just humiliating. I mean, it's humiliating. Everyone's humiliated constantly. Listen, does it get them more rich and like it backfires kind of? Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> but like we get to have a laugh and that's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I write about that a little bit in my my chapter on Real Housewives that kind of the stereotype that this is kind of like like class propaganda and it's just about kind of um, conspicuous uh, or conspicuous uh, consumption. Um, and stuff like that is a little bit of a superficial reading because really almost as soon as the cameras start rolling, you you see there's 
all of this darkness hiding beneath that it's like this like miserable bizarre situation that they're living in um and so it really doesn't function very well as class propaganda it shows right. that rich people are um fair are often quite miserable uh themselves mm-hmm. um so, I mean, also, even yeah. in the editing of the show and in the sort of intention of the show, it's making fun of them. Yeah, like it's the show fun of is making fun of them. It's like mean spirited. Yes. It's like it's uh, reality is such a funny thing because it's a medium that like hates the people that are in it. It's so mm. funny. And that's why as a hateful person, it's my favorite. genre. <laughs> Talked about the first big drama in the Kelsey and Camille divorce. But then there was the much darker drama, which Oof. which shows shocking that it was even shown on TV. Mm. But they really did it. And I was shocked watching it, realizing I thought that they had aired some of this stuff um, and it was like going on and they didn't know about it. And then and like most of the stuff happening like between seasons. But like, no, like they knew like I had they had time to edit this in where uh, Taylor Armstrong had a husband that was abusing her during the show and yep. eventually they split up and he ended up completing suicide very oh, dark television wow. i jack i that reaction i had no idea like most if that happens on most reality shows they like shut down the show like even just the abuse they would shut down the show but the the fact that they made it all into tv my so boy. dark it shouldn't yeah, be yeah. allowed. Yeah, this <laughs> is like really... where I kind. This is sometimes where I'm kind of like. In some ways, I think it's like all kind of beautiful or something. And then in other ways, I'm like, Andy Cohen is like an actually an evil person. Oh, oh, yeah. Like an actual He's evil, evil demonic, <laughs> demonic man. I mean, why are we really talking about that for hours on end? And... Yeah, he's a real sicko. I mean, we're sickos for watching and enjoying this, but I mean. <laughs> To actually do it and come up with it and make all this money and year after year. Con these women, these famous, successful, beautiful women with families and children. And part of the sick them into appearing on this show. And this fucker is so sick. He also calls them all to a room together and like makes fun of them to their faces. I know. Yeah. But honestly, like but you gotta res- I respect it. I respect it. I don't think he's a sick fuck. <laughs> I think he, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I think he's a, a brilliant creator, yeah. And like he's not I, the only one who has uh you know built the housewives empire, but he is uh he's he's a student of um of soap operas and under, uh-huh. really understands um, uh, drama and storylines, I think, very, very well. And um, also knows the women very, very well. And so is able to kind of, uh, uh, you know, guide them and manage the storylines and interview them during the reunion specials. Um, uh, find their a, weaknesses. In a very nuanced way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, here's here's the thing. It's like, it it's... Andy gets this too. It's mutually beneficial. These women sure. want the attention. They want the cameras on them. <laughs> they course. want to plug their little caftan lines. <laughs> like it is like this sick fucking like mutually beneficial arrangement that's like dark and twisted. Like even Taylor <laughs> Armstrong, whose whose ex husband completed suicide during the filming of the show. Jeez. Came back for like two more seasons. Yeah, like she she wasn't out after that. She was like, I am still in. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's dark, but these women want it and they actually need it. And there's now become a whole cottage like industry around 
the different little businesses that you can like link up with when you become a housewife, like partnering with like all these like shitty companies that want to leech <laughs> off of your fame and stuff like that. I gotta say it's kind of a real downer because I really kind of attach myself to this drama or the reality show. This one reality show, um, and it doesn't, you know, after watching those seasons, it really is just a show you watch to kind of make yourself feel bad. I don't know what it is about it. It makes you feel bad. I oh, do. I love it. A lot I of great fiction you. feels bad, though. A lot of great <laughs> fiction is tragic yeah, and like that. tough. I mean, some of the best, some of the best stuff is. Not no, I mean like also bad about your own life. There's so much wealth and, <laughs> and goods oh. placed in the background, you know. And uh, and it's just it's I mean it's sickening how how they're like tongue in cheek and wink 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 and look a girl's got to eat type. And then you know they're just making so much money off of it. It's just that's the part that's sickening. <laughs> I mean the the great part about the show is that absolutely every moment of their lives is still miserable like it doesn't matter yes they're rich and they can buy a bunch of stuff but they have no taste yes they have terrible you know, yes they have terrible taste terrible yes, taste yeah they live in a mansion but it's with their like shitty little fell children that they don't like and a <laughs> and nanny weird, who actually like, raises them and like a melting like 40 years older husband. like weird looking husband who's just like off to I'm off to uh, the club tonight sweet <laughs> yeah. or, like a 60 year old man Man who's like melting. <laughs> I I love. I do want to say we, we we'd be remiss if we did not point out that Mauricio, after about season three, every oh, yeah. Jack, every single scene he is in, he is stoned. So every stoned. single <laughs> fucking time. Even the, you saw in the premiere, like when he's talking to Kyle's friends, like no husband looks at his wives friends oh, like that with sense joy. of wonder and adoration <laughs> it's like oh isn't it wonderful you're no that motherfucker is stone he's baked out old. of his fucking mind he's always done because he started the show as mauricio and then he started smoking so much weed he became mo <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that is a that is a like that's a that's breaking through a level to he's change like, your name. He's like I'm Mo now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he starts wearing that hat, that pork pie hat. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much to get into because like even Mauricio has his own storyline where during the show, Jack, he literally so he was brought into real estate by the Hiltons because his wife is right. uh, uh, Kim. Uh, Kyle Richards, a uh, blade to the Hiltons, obviously. She's and, uh, Kathy Hilton's sister. Right, Kathy okay. Hilton's sister, and they knows, yeah. and yeah, and they bring Mauricio. Well, the former Richards knows. The former now it's the Hilton knows. <laughs> now, yeah. uh, but uh, they bring Mauricio into real estate. He has he's working for them. And then he decides to spin off and take all their clients. Yep. And it causes such a breach that the sisters actually stop communicating with one another. <laughs> it was like, wow. it's, it's kind of fucked up Whoa. and like Shakespearean what happened. Wow. Like Marie, Mauricio really like shivved the wow. ri- shivved Rick Hilton wow. in the back, took all the clients. Listen, I'm team no one here because they're all evil, but like, yeah, they really didn't talk. And then Kyle did the same thing to Kathy. And sold their family story to like a Paramount network and and didn't cut anybody in. Right. Yeah. Oh, and Jack, so for people who don't know, so kind of center of the show is sadly Kyle Richards. She is. I know. I hate Kyle so much. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. And Kyle, Jack, she, she was, you know, a farm, she's a child star, but her sister, Kim, was the real star. 
who's actually brought in the money to the family right right and basically made the family what it is but because kim struggled with addiction she basically is like ends up being like poor at the beginning of the show while kyle is you know on the way up and mauricio her husband is moved doing all these real estate deals and becoming a multi-millionaire millionaire in his own right and so the show starts off with like kim really down and kyle really up and then the show just keeps focusing on kyle where she becomes like this master manipulator of everything and every season she's like she brings the new women in to be like her allies and shit against (laughs) the other women world war ii though but but still like the the mindset of her oh oh, it is war but it's just it's just so strange to me that like kim is real is is the, the real person with talent isn't the star of belly hills it isn't the one that ends up with all the money and the rich right. uh, stone husband oh yeah the kim story is tragic the kim well, story she's, she's yeah i think i, I mean uh, aside from taylor armstrong uh the kim storyline is definitely one of the saddest in in all of the many housewives franchises um the one through five you know arc that kim goes through is is tough to watch yeah and they were dealing with this real addiction on the show where also like women are slapping each other over like the <laughs> goofiest shit and throwing water oh, to a jelly fat. Oh, oh, we also what was the it was Lisa, Lisa Rinna when Lisa Rinna broke the fucking glass and was like gonna go after who was she gonna go after Kim? Kim, Kim. she was gonna go after Kim, Kim because like, Kim insinuated. She said, "Don't you talk about my husband?" Yeah. What was so it? watershed. Yes, Jeez. Oh yeah, I admired that. I did. Oh a little come bit. on, <laughs> that, they broke Lisa Rinna. Oh. Well, that's one thing we have to say. I mean, there's so much, but the fact that all these women come on the show and they're all like, oh, I'm just here to be daddy, daddy, daddy. I do this. I do that. Isn't my family wonderful? Isn't my husband wonderful? And then within a season or two, every single one of them breaks. Every single one of them is broken in public, humiliated. The bottle breaking moment. Yeah, they they are they lose it absolutely, and they're embarrassed, and they can never ever really recover to the height where they were at. Like I wow. thought, Yolanda, Yolanda held on the longest, but they absolutely destroyed her. Her oh, friends Yolanda destroyed was like a her shell of the person she was by the end of her run. I mean, I'm not talking about the illness; I'm so, talking about mentally. I, yeah, I mean, some of them are survivors, though. I mean, some of them really stick through some dark times in the show and just keep on keep on going. I mean, who I'm thinking of is like Luann in New York. Oh, my um, God. Yes. Luann is like a zombie. Yeah. She, she just, keeps cu- rising yeah. from the dead. <laughs> no matter how bad it gets. Yeah. Arrested, divorce. Her, her recent divorce was really humiliating. And divorced um, twice on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, twice uh, on the show. That's wild. And so, yeah, I mean, she... it could be impressive too. I mean, I, I Luann's one of my favorites. Her, you know, single mindedness, her delusion, um, is impressive. Honestly, Luann is is one of the greatest housewives of all time. She, yeah. she have you ever seen that movie Florence Foster Jenkins? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it. Luann is like a Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No one here has seen the movie, but well, just take my word a, for it. She's overzealous and and her hubris exceeds her ability. She's just a terrible singer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She has such confidence. Oh, I've though. seen her music yeah. video. You showed me her music video. That is very funny. She's got some bad ones. 
Yeah, she's a cabaret show. She's got a cabaret show now. It's a whole thing. Wow. So uh, you mentioned your fa- uh, one of your favorite housewives. Let's get into favorite housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, and yes. Okay. I, I, right. So my personal favorite, I mean, there's so I love them all. I love them all <laughs> okay. in their own ways. But my personal favorite has to be Brandy Glanville. Oh, yes. Same. She's, same. Yes. same. She's just same. so real. She's the only one of them that is 100%, I think, like real, like a, like a real person. Oh honest does is she because she doesn't have enough money to like fake anything she actually does have to like well she's take care of her kids and her dog and shit like that yeah. she's, she's, I fucking she's hilarious love Brandy. She's I vicious. Fucking love her. she yeah. is vicious when she gets going oh my god oh yeah. my god <laughs> nothing like it yeah she she is my favorite um in beverly hills as well and maybe my favorite of all time i have i have a couple uh but she is she is really really up there and she was definitely she does the work. Man. She does the work. She fucking she, she fucked does. Denise Richards. Exactly. She even she, even, <laughs> she, she wasn't even getting a paycheck for that. She was off yeah. the show for like that was three extra years, credit. And then uh-huh. she came back and rejuvenated that whole show. In my I, opinion, Just I mean the, they the built. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up that they did, don't want to pay her to be on the show because she gave them a whole season of content where amazingly they were able to break an actual movie star Denise <laughs> Richards they finally get an actual movie <laughs> yeah. star on the motherfucking show and they decide to destroy her life for, sure. for coming it on it was amazing oh my god yeah she yeah Denise got when fucked she, up when she when Brandy fucked Denise Richards at that hotel in like San Jose <laughs> like, this is gonna be great TV yeah I was just like I got I, I was like like Yes, like Brandy's an artist. Like that's like, like that's yeah. and it wasn't even on the show. It was like all like something they just talked about. Oh, yes, like so the curtain good. in front of the. Legs. She's so great. I I miss her. I I wish that. I mean, I'm bummed that she's like not. Um, she's not even a, a guest or friend of. Um, this coming season and so sad. I I'm guessing it it probably is because of the um the legal action that Denise was threatening to take over the show. Um, they were probably as part of that deal was like Brandy and Brandy won't be back because they didn't have her at the reunion either. Yeah. Um, and my guess was Denise probably wouldn't do the reunion if, if Brandy came. Mm. Um, so great storyline. It was worth it, but I, I wish, I wish Brandy <laughs> was back. I, so my, my issue with the storyline was this. Okay. When Maloof lied about uh, giving, you know, not using a surrogate. Uh, all the housewives were mad at Brandy for revealing it and talking about it because that was a part that was not supposed to be a part of the show. That was a, everybody somehow agreed that wasn't supposed to be a part of the show. And it got like bleeped out, right? Yeah, like it got bleeped yeah. out and hidden. But when Brandy reveals that she fucked Denise and Denise is like, I don't want to be this to be a part of the show. Mm. Lisa Renna is up in his fight in her face like, you need to come clean and be honest. Mm-hmm. We need total honesty <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. Um, we need you need to come clean about this, that's, Denise. That's because Lisa is not like here's why Lisa Renner is not doing the assignment correctly. <laughs> she's she's too self-produced and you can smell it on her. She's fancies herself a little fucking producer <laughs> of the show. And I've it doesn't work. That. 
I've always thought that about about Rena. Um, at least at the beginning, she has grown on me, though. Like, oh, I mean, now, she's great on I the show, but her. when she gets into producer mode, it never works. It's never good TV to me. I gotta say, Lisa Rinna is my favorite character. I mean, I love Lisa. She is a survivor. I mean, she's iconic. She is. You said Brandy was a real. Brandy is real and is a hustler, but Lisa Rinna is real. And there's one more character, the um, personality trait that makes her the queen. She is like a black hole. You can throw anything at her and she'll go, all right, fair, fair assessment. <laughs> yes. Boom. She swallows all it. She's like, you know, she's that. Um, scapegoat for everybody and uh i think that's a laudable yeah i think that's 100 yeah i think that's 100 true yb but my problem with lisa is this and i love her i love her she's i think she's a great person i wish i could be friends with lisa Rinna. okay i love this woman but she just cannot stop starting shit <laughs> even though she's she's super nice and she prides herself on being like a nice friendly person to everybody she's not somebody who treats people bad but when there is any shit to be stirred she grabs <laughs> out a fucking spoon she's a good little soldier <laughs> well you know she's she, a good little soldier she needs to she needs the show she she wanted to get on the show from like season one right? oh really like, she was pitching herself to be on housewives and and andy said i mean this is all hearsay i think but andy said no we're not having like actors on the show we're having like housewives on the show they didn't they like weren't doing that style of uh housewife yet um and so like she was pitching herself since like season one and so she like wants the show more than anything like she gets like why the show is so valuable specifically for someone with a career like hers which is like i don't know like mostly like brand endorsement deals and like QVC. home shopping network yeah, yeah qvc shit yeah like, she said she that about needs herself she'll sell diapers she doesn't care like she'll yeah like she needs anything. the show like so bad like i think that's why she like stirs so much shit because she's just like this is my fucking job <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i need this job like yeah. how many mad men's is uh what's his name gonna book harry hamlin <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I still don't know how I feel about that turn that the show took. Um, I mean, it hasn't gotten too um, too into it, but of the casting of celebrities, they also had right. Ryan Davidson and eventually Denise Richards. Um, originally, I wasn't actually too excited about Denise Richards because if they're too much like a celebrity, then I feel like it's just like, it's not the same concept. Like these are supposed to be like, so-called normal people or non-famous rich people right. like people that don't yeah. have camera training so yeah, that they yeah. mess up on camera exactly. you know? right <laughs> but but i guess that is something i think that um kind of fed into what became interesting about the denise storyline because denise probably thought she could handle it like she was like i've been mm -hmm. all, I'm, i've been a celebrity for decades i've been you know all throughout hollywood i could go on this stupid show i could handle it and she totally did not handle it at all. I mean, oh, no, no. Like, she, uh, she, she couldn't she handle it. She well, I, I, went down in I, flames. Even from just hearing about it, I think Denise Richards was, you know, probably Andy Cohen's greatest accomplishment. I mean, this is the oh. this is the the greatest breaking he's maybe ever yeah. done. Oh, I the mean, well, she, listen, to break someone who survived Charlie Sheen. Oh <laughs> right. Like, right. Can you think about what Denise has weathered? Like, this is what broke her. This is actually what broke her. She was like Charlie Sheen, like. You know, fine, like all good. Andy Cohen, that man is the devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, it's really Brandy that broke her. Really like to mention the name Lisa Vanderpump. Oh Can yes, we, we have to yeah. mention yeah. Lisa the ghost Vanderpump. that haunts this show. <laughs> 
So, yes, absolutely. So for people who don't know, Lisa Vanderpump uh, was, you know, she was like a, a video vixen in the 80s, did a little Gorgeous. bit of TV. Gorgeous woman, Love beautiful it. woman. Um, her husband makes money some way or another. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never quite sure how most of the husbands make Ken their money. Todd. Right. Well, they're restaurateurs. Yeah. Restaurateur. They, ale- they allegedly nice. make their money from owning restaurants in L.A., yeah. which I yeah. don't think is possible. I don't think you actually No, they can make-, make their money by burning down that's, their that's restaurants. That's famously very profitable <laughs> industry of, you know, being a restaurateur. Oh, and cl- nightclubs, too. Another <laughs> long-term. St- economic yeah. Right. So Lisa Vanderpop, and she, you would think in the first few seasons that she would be the queen bee. Now, she is a bit older than most of the other women and this caused a little bit of conflict uh, later on because she was dealing with women who were young enough to be her daughter as equals sometimes and like all her friends were these women you know 15 20 years under her and she would kind of mother them and be above them oh yes darling oh no darling oh brandy don't say that oh brandy don't say that but eventually (laughs) the kyle kind of turned decided that there can only be one queen bee on this show because lisa vanderpump also had a second show vanderpump rules she has all this stuff going on and kyle is just like you know what we're best friends but uh there's only room for one uh you know manipulator on this show and they kind of were able to break lisa by way of was it what it was it by Teddy. They used Teddy hate, to break I, Lisa. I, I okay. And Teddy, Teddy the, the oh, Teddy, worst housewife of all oh, time. Oh yeah. Awful. Okay, I'll I'll defend Teddy. I will. But, no, but she, she's but, indefensible. Have, she's starting okay. a cult. She's literally starting a cult. She started a cult where she makes women eat like two hundred calories a day. She's an accountability coach, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, you know, so uh, I, I love the, the history you gave uh, there of Lisa's spot on the show. I would disagree with one thing. I think Lisa destroyed herself, that she has always been the most skilled and most aggressive manipulator on this show. Um, she was she was the pr- person behind Brandy the entire time. That's why Brandy eventually kind of Brandy realized it and got, you know, uh, got into a kind of a breakup with her. And that's why Brandy left the show. She also, I think, like, um, kind of manipulated or fought Adrian behind the scenes. And, like, then Adrian went. Um, and she was also, she also spent a lot of time, like, um, like uh, cultivating Dorit as kind of her, like, next henchman. And it just, caught, it just caught up with her. She was really, really good at it for a long time. But the, the storyline with the, the dog in, the in dog. season nine. We have to explain um, the dog. Fucking Lucy, 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 Apple Juicy. Oh my yes. God, Jack. Oh my <laughs> God. There was a pony as well, wasn't okay. there? No, no right. it's mainly about the dog here. Can, Lucy, can, can, Lucy, you, expi- can you explain the, uh, the dog situation? <sighs> it's literally the most, this was the worst season of any Housewives franchise of all time, maybe. It, it was so tedious. This was like a fight that happened in the first episode. And it was like about how Lisa hooked Dorita up with like a a rescue dog named Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. And then the dog bit one of Dorit's kids. So they had to rehome the dog. Mm. But apparently they didn't rehome it properly. Oh, no. And like this stupid fight about a fucking dog, (laughs) the stupidest name of all time, (laughs) became like everyone was like, well, Lisa, like. You orchestrated this and like you wanted um, 
what, what happened all, is that yeah, Lisa orchestrated I'm yeah, spiraling because yeah, I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, Lisa orchestrated it so that it could be mentioned because there's Lisa told that Dorit that oh we'll keep it between us this thing that happened uh-huh. where the dog ended up like in a in a shelter because the people that Dorit gave the dog to didn't couldn't take care oh, of it either okay, sure. and but but Lisa leaked the news to Teddy so that Teddy could be the one to kind of expose Dorit and embarrass Dorit. Wow. So it was like, and it, but it but, fell apart because Teddy is like a bad actress or something like that. And this that. was all kind of happening while Lisa was trying to pitch a backdoor pilot about her dog grooming business. <laughs> so she got like two of the employees that work at the dog grooming business in on the drama too. Yeah, wow. to be characters. And, yeah. and, 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 and it turns and out like, like nobody yeah. gives a fuck about a bunch of people working at a dog grooming place. <laughs> so like that didn't take off. That's really funny. And Lisa like got like, I don't know, left the show because of it. Well, I mean, what I liked about this season, I mean, I get the the fact that it was kind of like a strange or like trivial dispute at the heart of it. But really what was going on was we were seeing uh, Lisa Vanderpump like fuck up for the first time. Like, yes, it's true. She never slipped up before. Yeah. She had had so many victories and like defeated so many people on the show. She was really kind of the best at what she did. I mean, I think even better than, than Kyle. Um, And this time it was too far. She pushed it too far. And Teddy kind of, figured out what was going on and didn't like that she was being used in this way. And and then decided to be used finally. by Kyle instead. Immediately <laughs> fell under Kyle's yeah. manipulation. I won't necessarily defend like Teddy individually, although I don't have a problem with her. I think she had a good impact on the show. I think that she like affected the group in a positive way because it made, because um, of all the Lisa Vanderpump stuff. And then, she was also like um, like Kyle's buddy, and I just really enjoyed the way they went after Erica um, because <laughs> I thought Erica could use kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, they broke her. They finally broke her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, was, everyone was like too scared to go at Erica for a long time, and like. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of Erica's. I mean, I don't like hate her. But I don't think I, she's. I good hate at the her show. now that I know that she stole money from orphans. All right, let's yeah. talk about this. Like That's I've a good never segue. Yeah, I, I've never <laughs> seen. First she's of all, pretty fucking hateable. <laughs> like right, so I, I came in loving Erica Jane. I thought she was beautiful, she was gorgeous. Her music oh, was was kind of cool. But then it turns out that you know she has this very put upon put on persona, and she like can snap out of it and be really like creepy, like out oh, of the yeah. blue. Like is really creepy, and they did were able to break her. I don't even remember why they broke her, but it was shocking to see her break because she did have that really strong facade. She has this. Uh, she, she pretends the, the, to. Yeah, she says, "Oh, I'm, this marriage is forever." She's getting a divorce. Oh, we're so rich and wealthy. I can spend 50K a month on my glam squad, which she flies around the world with her. Well, Turns out these motherfuckers have been stealing the money from orphans and shit. Jeez. It's yeah. so fucked. It's so fucked. Well, I have to I have to ask then. Um, not only this show is just beautiful at like breaking people down <laughs> and just destroying them. And like it, it's it's 
you know, I don't like the the visual of women tearing women down, but it does make for great entertainment. But you sure. got to know, like Erica, I think Erica came from nothing, if I'm correct. I mean, she, she did. She, I read her book. I read her <laughs> book. There's a fucking book. Oh, I read God. her book written by Brian Moylan. Cause that's yeah. why I read it. Cause I was, I'm a fan of Brian Moylan. I've been reading his uh, Housewives recaps for years, um, back when Gawker used to exist. Um, but uh yeah like the book i read cover to cover i never read books but i <laughs> but i for some reason was like on some vacation i was like i'm gonna just like get this on my kindle so i read the book and like yeah she comes from um like you know a single mom in like rural georgia grew up super poor um, ended up getting into like a performing arts high school and like kind of like traveled the world performing in like because she was like a talented like dancer and oh, singer. I actually didn't know this because here's here's my thing about Erica Jane like she her music and her style of performance is like a celebrity doing music and performance. It's just that she wasn't actually famous before. So I actually did not take her that seriously as a musician or dancer. It's, she has a strong background in like in like straight up musical theater. Yeah, yeah the show hides it though. They just like make it sound like, oh, this is what she does because she's rich. And like her, yeah, they present it like, yeah. oh, Tom gave me a bunch of money. So I decided to become a pop star. That's actually what she says. So why is she hiding? That, but it's, that? But I think that's, that's what happened true. though. That is true. She was she was a she was a single so she got pregnant really young. She was like in New York in her twenties, auditioning for musicals on Broadway, like not booking that much, being a go-go dancer. And then she gets pregnant at like, I want to say like 21 or something. something. She was was really young when she got yeah, she might have been like 19 when she got pregnant. Um, and she was still auditioning, and then eventually she moves out to LA to be a cocktail waitress. And um that's where she meets Tom and mm. she totally gives up performing and she becomes like a, a rich wife and like lawyer wife and like does the whole like rich lawyer wife thing. And then about like 10 years into that marriage or so she's someone approaches her and is like, do you want to make pop music? Cause like they had been approaching like other rich ladies to do pop <laughs> oh, music. Yeah. It was like, a Re- it's like a Rebecca Black situation. I think. <laughs> a lot of the real housewives do that. Yeah. And so she was like, yeah, because she had this background, but like, yeah, it's, it's like both things are true. Weirdly for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she like, uh, she genuinely kind of enjoys it and believes in it as kind of like her creative outlet. But um, I think it is fun- fundamentally like a vanity uh, <laughs> project. Mm. Like, I don't think. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's like a ton that's like interesting about her, her music. But it's more her... so than Luann. Like, she actually has like some talent and vision compared to like compared to a Luann. Yeah, Luann is more unique to me though, because Luann brings a very distinctive personality to her her music, and her music is like objectively like worse than Erica's. But I enjoy Luann's more because it's like funnier uh, and more. There's more character to it. I get that. I get opinion. that. All right, so we we talked about who we love. Any housewives. That anyone absolutely should we say hates. it all at once? I mean, well, my number <laughs> one I've already talked about Teddy Melanchthon. Hey, Teddy. Arroyo. I I think she's like a bad person, a dangerous <laughs> she's a bad person. Per- I she's a toxic, I mean, dangerous person. ACAB, except for I guess uh, rich 
if they're going after rich people, like investigate her, <laughs> investigate yes, like, her yes. shit. I'm calling the FBI right now. Wow, snitching, but it's I'm all, I only do I only do it this one. On I'm only doing it this one only. time. This is the one exception to that. No, I, I'm with you, Leslie. Like she is like very dangerous. She is she is like uh, promoting like really unhealthy like. Um, kind of like borderline eating disordery stuff and charging women a lot of money for it. And like the expose of her accountability coaching company was like, that like shocked me when I found out about that. Yeah, And the sh- and it's shocking that she actually put a lot of it in the show. In fact, she soft launched it on the show because when she, it first starts off, she talks like she only has like five or six clients and nobody knows what accountability clo- coach is. And then two seasons later, she has a fucking office and is doing retreats with hundreds of women. In it. And it's like, yeah. she was able to build the cult on this motherfucking well, reality show. We say, I feel like we have to say really quick how it works. It's basically like in this program, you have to pay like a fucking like 800 bucks a month or something. It's very wow. expensive. And you have to send a picture of every meal you have. And you're only allowed to have like three different meals. It's like a lettuce cup, broth. Wow. Like one meal is just broth. Mm. One meal is just like a lettuce cup. And, and one meal is just like chicken with like some broccoli wow and like it's it comes out to like a like a starvation diet amount of calories a day wow. so just paying and you get like you get like cut from the program if you don't send your like your, you have like a Jesus. coach who's assigned to you you it's very nexium yeah, it's very, very nexium. Nexium. Yeah. you have to send all these texts of pictures of your food it's very unhealthy wow it's like so toxic mm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for p- people who don't know, she is the daughter of John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I so was wondering. Because she talks about like how her dad like did not raise her like rich, like they had money, but he didn't spend it on lavish shit or anything. He lived that, you know, that image that we have of John Cougar Mellencamp. So That's how the though, right? I, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's like even if that's yours, that what you believe about yourself. Why the fuck would you move to Beverly Hills and start like a starvation cult? That's such a bizarre choice. Like, why not? Well, it's dark. It's so dark because she herself is like, a, I believe like she she's a survivor of it, of having an eating disorder. Mm. And she is like, I think, open about that. Wow. Yeah. But then, but right? Then starts I could be disorder, wrong. A subscription eating Wait, disorder. Wait, I don't know. She, did she say eating disorder? I know she used to be fat i didn't know that she used to be fat i don't remember her saying she had an eating disorder but she talks about being maybe i'm over- mixing her up with someone else yeah she talks about being overweight and then losing that weight and talking about how that you know was a transformative moment you know in her life but it was like i think we revealed figured out it was like she put on some weight like college weight she put on like a yeah, freshman like, 15 yeah, yeah. i think like that's what we were yeah it was yeah, it wasn't, yeah like it she moved to la without her parents and like put on like you know it wasn't like a lifelong thing from what I understand. And she's no, it was. Yeah, it wasn't that much. like. Yeah. And um, I followed her on Instagram once because I was like, oh, like Teddy's. This was early on. I was like, oh, Teddy's on the show. Like, I'll follow her on Instagram. Maybe well, this course. was like after, after she had been on for like a season or two. And I my whole feed got clogged with before and after photos of just women losing weight. And I was like, I don't want to fucking see this. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard enough to have a fucking human body. Yeah. I don't need to be inundated with weight loss photos on my Instagram. It's like, that's all her Instagram is. It's like 
she's obsessed with weight loss in a way that I think is really like gross. Like, he's the type of person that would stop you on the street and say, I can help you. The yeah, it's yeah. really gross. Oh, really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. It's yeah. really gross. It's really fucking gross. All right. And she's like, she's like, every vacation they go on, she's like on the treadmill. <laughs> she's like obsessed with like being that person. Wow. She's gross. Oh, the fucking yoga, the yoga retreat. I mean, we haven't even talked about how there are these incidents with names like the dinner party, the white party, the engagement the party, barbecue. like all these legendary <laughs> events. Jack, there is lore. Like you could die. There's wow. probably a housewifeopedia. I'm sure. Oh, I'm all, sure. All the like the red wedding, you know, from Game of Thrones. I will say that the part of part of what appeals just in talking about all this stuff is that it's such an intricate universe. It appeals almost in like a DC universe. Oh, absolutely. Kind of way. I'm like, oh, wow. it totally. It's these analogous. All, these, completely. It's a whole interconnecting continuity. I could learn about. That's yeah. uh, that's interesting. Shared. <laughs> and now they're doing. Uh, now they're doing all stars. Oh, wow. Oh I wow. Can't wow. That. Oh. Oh, are they oh, gonna fight? Oh like, my god! Fight? Oh my god! They, they, sh- they wrapped it already. I think it's not going to be that long of a series. But they sent uh, Kyle, Kenya from Atlanta, wow. Cynthia from Atlanta, the Avengers, uh, Teresa from New Jersey. Uh, who else was there? Like, was Ramona there? Uh, yeah, was Ramona Luan there? And Luan, I'm pretty sure. Um, they sent Ramona. They Singer? sent them all to uh, yes to like St. Bart's, and they shot something. Wow. I think it was like St. Bart's. Yeah, should be fun. The traveling Wilburys. I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I don't like that Kyle was the only one they would send from Beverly Hills. In fact, they should have brought an old housewife back because that's what those uh, all star shows do. They should have brought someone who had left the show, so then it can be special instead of more motherfucking Kyle. <laughs> but like I said, this is like a. This is like a, a tragedy, you know. You there can be only one, you know, like, and they're trying to scrabble their way to the top of this very weird show, and it's always going to be Kyle. Kyle will always <laughs> win, and it, it sucks because they. I mean, Kyle did break, but the person who broke her was her sister, <sighs> and it happened so early, like they just got it out of the way. Like it was almost like they couldn't have scripted it better for Kyle to, you know, come through this fire of this battle with her sister, where she in, ultimately ends up vindicated either way. And now we never have to. We never looking for Kyle to break. Well, Maybe with the Mauricio stuff, with the rumors about Mauricio cheating. But she was able to clamp that down with the producer's help, I believe, in a way that Denise was not able to clamp. Okay, her she's little... too powerful. And she's too just, powerful. Yeah, this is so true. But you just barely touched on the Kim and Kyle fight, which is pivotal. Because what would this canon, this series, this this show be like had Kim won in these yes. first episodes? It would be Kim a... would never have won. Why be? <laughs> oh. There's not a there's no universe no where universe. it could have happened. <laughs> Kim, no. Kim does Kim is a tragedy. In every in Kim's, every universe, Kim there. always loses. Kim Kim will always lose because Kim was a child star and mm. has like trauma from that. Right, and okay. like is broken in a way that Kyle isn't. Fair like enough. when you're the breadwinner of your family as like a child, yeah, that like you can't recover from that. That's why I think child actors should be illegal. I agree, yeah. But I do think Kim is also strong in a way that Kyle will never realize too. Like I recent, I was watching uh, back season four 
where Lisa Vanderpump is supposed to be on Dancing with the Stars, and she makes she pretends to faint, and Kim Amazing. like clocks it immediately. <laughs> immediately, she sees like, what the fuck is that? Why did she fall like that? Why is her hand like that? That is bad acting. She clocks it like that. She has such a savvy. When Kim is on, she is on, and oh, she is oh, actually I, unstoppable. I'm with you, Leslie. I'm with you. I'm with you completely. And she actually has talent. She actually is acting talent. Oh, like she Kyle. can act. <laughs> like Kyle's, Kyle's talent. just a little girl at, in Halloween, just screaming around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the new season, which opens up within the first 30 seconds, a massive lie. A massive lie where Kyle claims that she's getting a uh, nose repair done for this injury that she has when she's at, she's just getting a nose job that is absolutely <laughs> looks wonderful it absolutely oh, looks wonderful it's amazing oh, yeah, we support we support the nose job but it's like just uh, just say yeah, why lie yeah. she's like I'm i injured my nose and also i was like yeah while you're there just make it better yeah. <laughs> it's like, just, nose jobs on the i injured my nose when a doctor broke it to do a nose job <laughs> 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 oh, but I think they- Jack's on Vanderpump Rules said the same thing when he got his done. Yes, uh-huh. Jax said he had a deviated septum, right? That's right, yeah. Yes. And it looked exactly the same after he got his nose job. I, everything took a turn when Jack started when Jax started getting plastic surgery on that show. Something <laughs> changed in him. Something dark like unlocked. I mean, it was always dark, but like <laughs> I, I I'm a little upset to know that they're over on Vanderpump Rules are actually getting plastic surgery. Like, that's supposed to be oh, for yeah. our girls. I didn't know that the, little, <laughs> the, the, the the people who work at their restaurant and just have sex. The JV and, League. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Like, they, they're getting, yeah. And I mean, Jax. Yeah, 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 everything. She has get, been getting Botox since she was, like, 24. YB had a theory about this that whenever Lisa gets her Botox, she gives a little t- the leftovers to her maid. Oh, That's yeah. why she always looks so Not, great. Lisa Vanderpump always, always gives her leftovers to her staff. <laughs> yeah. To Rocio? Rocio? Oh, and she's amazing too. And she should really have her I own love show. her. I love she her. We love her. her. We show. love her. We stand. We, we stand should Rocia. be able to, like, if I would love it if she would invite us into her home and we would have her, like, coming home going, these fucking bitches, you know, just like tearing them. <laughs> Part, not tearing them apart, but just also like, like being real. That would be you know what? Deal. There was a reality show that lasted one season that I loved, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was about like nannies in Beverly Hills. Oh wow! And it was really good. And like, I wish that they would like bring something like that back because, like, I do like that way in. Yeah. So let's talk briefly about yeah. uh, the servant class. In the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we saw a lot more of them in the first couple of seasons. Even some of them had. Remember the guy who did the like the parties for Kyle, who had the really funny personality. Oh, he's still is he not around anymore? I think he's I still love around. Him. I think he's still around, but I felt like there was more characters like him too. Yeah, in you're the right. earlier seasons, and now in these later seasons, they're just floating through a world, and these shadows <laughs> kind of pass around them, Brown, bringing them yeah. food and water. And yes. Clothes. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like the erasure. I don't like the erasure of like the the like staff. You need the Flintstones, you know, animals going like it's a living. (laughs) (laughs) You need to let them say it's a living. Yes. (laughs) 
just uh, and it, it, that in the newer episodes, this uh, this first episode of this first season, um, we really see we see uh, Gar- Garcelle and uh, Crystal. Uh, Garcelle and Crystal. Yeah, Minkoff, right? Um, but we still we don't see uh, like you said we don't see the servants really. They're just kind of in the background and and i thought we were going to see more uh people more regular people on the show in the past couple of years but um even that even they're like friends they don't have friends oh the show yeah they're, they, they're less friends i think yeah. now as what what i really like kind of tripped me out is like bringing in kathy hilton like this, oh yeah this motherfucker has been has seen this show destroy her family <laughs> multiple times she has all the money in the world. Oh, you she... know why she's doing it, though, right? No, why? Did you see the Paris Hilton documentary? What? She's doing no. it because of the Paris. There's a, there, there is a Paris Hilton documentary, <laughs> yeah. and Kathy's in it. It came out this past summer. Yeah. And Kathy comes off terribly. Oh, oh. so she wants to like Kathy. Kathy is on the show very strategically to like. Be like Paris, like fuck you for doing that. I'm going on reality now, and like I I'm gonna. That, re- I think that makes sense for her motivation. I don't know why Bravo is having her on. Oh, it, I think she's good TV. People love the sister drama with Kyle. Like that's when Kyle's at her best, is because they're really the only ones who can like fuck with Kyle or her family. Yeah, because yeah. Kyle's family shit is so like they have a really weird like enmeshment. Those sisters and like. Their drama is real. Like, yeah. Hopefully, we see some of that because I mean, I found Kathy kind of awkward in this first episode. I'm um, fascinated. She's like an alien. She's, she's not like the same as everyone else. She's very strange. I love, I love Kathy. I wish she's actually rich. That's yeah. one. She's thing. actually yeah. rich. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> I also like. She's also the oldest, and she's kind of the most like power, quietly powerful of right. the three sisters. And she, I think, is the most like big Kathy, which I'm obsessed with. Big Kathy, which is the 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 late mother of Kyle and Kim and Kathy. Their mom was named Big Kathy, and she was apparently this larger than life. Big Kathy. Her name was. They called her oh, Big God. Kathy. She was like this. She was like fucking like like um you know the musical Gypsy. She was like the mom from Gypsy. She was like a stage mom. She was like pushing her kids into showbiz. She would like look up pictures of Big Kathy. Oh, I'm picture, there oh, she she's is. Gorgeous. She's got the big hair. No, she's, yeah. she's got the big hair. She's like this eighties like larger wow. than life. Like she is a stage mom. Oh, wow. She is yeah, like, like a, a prototype. She like wow. pushed her kids into showbiz. I'm obsessed with Big Kathy. Kathy, she's the ghost that haunts that whole franchise. <laughs> And like she's fascinating too. She's got these big costume jewelry on, like the big makeup, like seventies hair. Like Big Kathy. Wow. I love Big Kathy, and I think that Kathy is the most like Big Kathy, and I'm excited to see that energy. All right, so we've been talking about Housewives for over an hour, and we've barely scratched the surface. <laughs> we will have to do a part two, maybe at the season finale, because we got this. Season- yes. Yeah. Well, let's, let's 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 all meet back up here. For the season finale, but sure. we didn't. We didn't even like talk about how Kathy show. like shaves down people's teeth. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh my god, she's like a oh, she yeah. plays dentist. What she's like a sick fuck. Oh yeah, oh, she yeah. tells that, was, that story. That an yeah, story. Yeah, she tells that bizarre story about like how the kids in the neighborhood come to her house and if they want to stay, she has to. She they have she they have to let her play in their mouth like a dentist. 
What yeah, the fuck? serial killer I'm shit. I'm sorry. Kathy's got serial <laughs> killer weird. energy. I, yeah. I thought Very she weird. was a dental If that hygienist. was anyone other than the richest person in the neighborhood, <laughs> they would be in prison. <laughs> but know. because it's the richest person in the neighborhood and the kids come back and they're like, I was at Kathy's. Like, she touched my teeth. The, the parents are like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear a word about it. I want to get invited. <laughs> oh, Shut up. God. Don't tell me. We have to go to the white party. We need an invite to the white party. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no, the 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 Richards sisters are fucked up. Like something <laughs> fucking weird happened. Their their life is weird, and like that dynamic is incredible. Playing and I dentist would watch that. is the strange is the weirdest yeah, thing I've there's ever something heard in about, my life. There's something about Kathy Holden. I'm telling you, like it's gonna. It's she maybe not this season. If she comes back next season, something's gonna pop off and oh, it's gonna be really good. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait <laughs> to the idea. She's of like a Kathy she's a serial killer. She's serial killer energy. If I'm hearing this, it's like this happens. It sounds like a pattern, and I'm like, I don't even know anything about this show, but I have a belief just from hearing what you all have said in this hour that Andy Cohen can break. Kathy, uh, Kathy Hilton, Hilton. Oh, yeah. and oh, that geez. will be for that will be some good television if he can succeed at breaking Kathy Hilton. The only thing that that kind of interests me though is that I actually think Garcelle is prime for breaking, but <gasps> to have them drive a black woman off the show right now. Would oh, be no. something else. No, 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 no. Would be no, something no, no. else. But I think yeah. Garcelle is not breakable. She doesn't take it on. I don't think. I think she's easy breezy. I think she's gonna have a good season. Yeah, I think she's like Garcelle is like actually seems sort of well adjusted compared to the other yeah. women. Like, but she's set up against Kyle, and Kyle is the queen, and Kyle does not like Garcelle. Does when not she drags Kyle, out. it's so good. Yeah, when she Garcelle calls does not. Kyle and she's the only one stuff. who can do it. She's the only one who can really get away with fucking up Kyle. I, I don't know. I like how Garcelle was always like takes it and, and someone like Lisa was admitting she was like Lisa Lisa said, I you know, I can be a little bit much at times. And Garcelle goes, Yes, I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> you know like, yeah, like, she's, like, she's got like Garcella's quietly very powerful. <laughs> like she doesn't she won't get in a screaming match, but she'll just be like, Yes, I think you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> she's been playing it smart so far. But she is someone that I'm like, I'm pretty sure you watched everything and studied it. And like you, wow, you came wow. in know, knowing what the, the Arthur fuck. Chu. Yeah. The Arthur Chu. Yeah, yeah she's Arthur. observant. It's shocking how every so many of these women do not come in really prepared. Like and Eileen seemed to have no idea what the show was about. I'm like, this is you're coming in on the fifth season. Do you did you not even <laughs> turn so on funny. your TV? You work on TV. Do you not even see the commercials <laughs> on E. Why are you okay, acting like it's shocking? Eileen was busy. Okay, she does a soap opera every day on top of filming The Housewives. Okay, I mean, you know, in the past tense, she's not on it anymore. She had the worst style out of every housewife. Oh yeah, worst fashion, it was actually worst shocking. hair, yeah, <laughs> terrible hair. I'm. I, I have to say, we have to give blessings to Dorit because I think when Dorit came in looking younger than all of them and dressing better than all of them, mm -hmm. that forced. Everyone, oh, everyone game. stepped it up. Everyone stepped it up because Dorit, like, that's Dorit's like superpower is that she's like just wants to be a Kardashian so bad. <laughs> Dorit's hilarious. I love her. She's so she's so over the top. She's great. I love Dorit. She's like they have no money, but she's like I must live in a seven million dollar Encino <laughs> mansion and always have glam. Like I love when the like when when Dorit goes bankrupt, like. I mean, has she already gone bankrupt? I, I think, mean, I think we've heard I stories of issues, but I think they're they're getting it 
they're holding it together so Buka far. Buka de Beppo. Buka de Beppo. Jagger. Jagger, <laughs> Jagger, he's so smart. We heard from the nanny and saying how amazing he is. In they're <laughs> parasiting her. They're parasiting <laughs> yeah. her right now in this season. <laughs> Dorit is being parasited. The fucking. It's so true. It's li- so true. They have a nanny teaching in the basement and like making the kids saying oh like oh yes his paintings are like jackson pollock it's so funny to watch them be scammed in real time yeah it it happens pretty often because like they get scammed a lot actually like any kind of woo woo garbage like uh shit like they are into like so it's like crystals they'll just get if if someone shows them a bunch of crystals they'll buy like thousands dollars worth of crystals they they don't give a fuck they will spend their money on any kind of goofy shit and don't forget denise's husband he heals people with like sound waves and stuff oh i love that guy i love i'm gonna miss aaron Aaron. i miss aaron aaron was a really good addition to the show because he did not know what reality shows are he doesn't know reality stumbled he didn't know (laughs) he's like He's talking about unprepared. Aaron did not know what he was signing up for at all. And like, it was very funny to watch. I mean, the thing Aaron is, like I said this uh, to YB when we were watching, is like, these women will scream and yell at each other and threaten to cut each other with broken glass. But as soon as one of the men opens their mouths, it's like, oh my God, what the fuck? A man oh, has- oh, oh my God. And it Leave took the husbands a out of it. It took a while for the husbands to figure out. And Aaron sadly did not ever figure it out. I before. will say, like, when the husbands get mad, it's not great TV. But Aaron, no, no one wants ever, to see Aaron it. is so like just not smart yeah like i mean like pk he, comes across that was as funny. a bit of a bore you know he's a bore he's kind of a brute to everyone and that wasn't cool to see him try to bully people i thought but aaron is just kind of just he has no reality he's untethered and his ideas are really out there and it was so fun to watch <laughs> so fun I may rewatch that this weekend. Oh no, no. I, I don't want to see Denise fall again. <laughs> it was one of the saddest things. I thought I thought Denise would survive because she's an actual star, actual celebrity, but goddamn they got it. Couldn't hack it. And he can do it to anybody. Anybody. All right, folks. That was struggle session. Thank you so much for joining us. Tom, where can people find you and your wonderful book, man? Oh, yeah. So it's called uh, Reality Squared on Reality TV and Left Politics. It's out now from Zero Books. So if you like Left Theory and if you like reality TV, then definitely check it out. Um, hopefully you'll find it interesting. And I'm on Twitter as uh, Syvology, S-Y-V-O-L-O-G-Y. So, uh, so yeah, hit me up if you have any opinions on The Housewives. Yeah, I, I read, I read uh, your Housewife chapter and like you really get into deep you know, philosophy, sociology, like you really, really dive deep into what these shows mean to us in our culture. And and it's really a great book. Please check it out. Uh, Kate, where can people find you? Uh, You can follow me everywhere at Kate Raft. And I have my celebrity podcast on, uh, I I do a live on Twitch every Friday. uh, It's called Hot and Rich. It's also a podcast and a YouTube show. And there's Jack AM, of course. Yeah. We host a morning show called Jack AM. And so that's that's that. And YB, where can people find you? 
I mean, uh, this summer you can find me at my own um, Twitch channel, which is uh, wow, yeah, Twitch.tv/slash/yokohamabunny, cool. and we also have a podcast yeah. uh, coming out. It's pretty good, I think. It's good, Hell so yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll keep you informed of that. But folks, thank you for listening to Struggle Session. Have a good one. Later. Bye. Thanks, guys. Everything you see you want I will be your confidant Everything I am I bought Dress me up my dilettante I'm a royal diplomat I can be your back doormat Treat me as your concubine Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.